Hello and welcome to Do It Justice, your bi- local bi-weekly podcast on which a guest speaker and I discuss three ideas all under one umbrella theme, or as I like to call it, debate with a mate. Thank you for coming back to the 11th episode, or if you're new, thanks for tuning in. So I'd like to welcome on today's guest speaker, which is Henry. Hello, how are you? Are you well, Libby? I'm good, thank you. How have you been, Henry? Yeah, all good. Just keeping Keeping sane. Yeah. Trying to. Trying. <laughs> so, um, do you want to give a little bit of a brief background as to as to your education? Yeah, sure. So, I went to a co-ed state primary school, uh, what, foundation to year six, pretty normal. Okay. Then afterwards, I moved to uh, a private school, and that was single sex at the time. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't go into the normal mainstream state school where we were mates and decided to move away okay and uh yeah so the school i went to it stayed single sex whilst i was there for three years and then it went co-ed afterwards so i've i've been co-ed education now for four years but it didn't really affect me because up until year 11 all my classes were just boys so effectively year 70 year 11 I was living in a single sex school for me. Yeah, and even in sixth form, it wasn't a very large population of girls anyway, was it? No, not particularly. I'd say it was a ratio of about uh, four to one, so four boys to every girl. So, yeah, it was still Absolute party. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today we're going to be talking kind of about the private school, um, just private schools in general. The first one we're going to talk about is whether the competitive um, or like highly pressurised environment that is created in single sex slash private schools, and um, whether it's good for the students and whether it's healthy for future success or does it do more harm than good. So you actually suggested this topic. So do you want to start? Yeah, so the way I see it is the perception of private schools is that it is a really competitive environment, no fun, and you're forced to do all this work and it's really horrible and stuff. Hmm. And I've found from my experience, it's kind of the opposite. Okay. So I've said, in my five years at Single Sex, I really enjoyed what I did at school and I've always played loads of sport and got involved in activities. And I feel with the exam pressure, it's a funny one because you don't realise the pressure's on you at the time. Yeah. I've that. It's, it's it's subconscious, but you. I was never worried about the pressure of it. And it okay, so do you, so do you not feel that because you went to a private school, there was more pressure on you? Um, I think the pre- the pressure is different because you're in such a environment full of intelligent people mm. that you kind of push each other without realizing. Okay, and I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a hard one to explain, but I always felt. I never really at school felt, oh my gosh, I need to achieve this grade or, oh dear, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, so you say you, you were surrounded by like intelligent people. Is that mm-hmm. just because um, like rich people usually have intelligent people or is that because there was a um, test you had to take to get into that school? Yeah, so we took the 11 plus to get in and then okay. had an interview after that. Okay, right. So it was quite a strenuous application process. Mm-hmm. 
interesting. So I completely agree. Like, I think a good thing about um, stuff like universities is when you go off to universities, you go off to ones which are suited to your academic ability yeah. um, and you're kind of in the same ballparks, which is good because there's no pressure from people who are working harder than you, but also there's not people who are dragging you back. So you're around people who are like um, of the same capacity almost. Is that, mm. is that what you basically felt? Yeah, that's what I felt a lot, actually, when I was at the school. And uh, I always felt in that environment, it was the best way for me to learn. And hmm. to start with, I, re I found it hard. But over a year or so, you just get more used to that environment. It becomes normality. And I think it really helps you develop your academic skills. So do you think it's also a combination of the fact that you're not surrounded by um, girls? Um, I think it's different. Everyone's... It was weird because it's, everyone's more relaxed, kind of. Okay. It's not particularly, there's no one like fighting for a girl in the school <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was more. In, uh, the best way to describe it is just imagine it, it was just you and your mates at school, I think, where everyone's just a bit chilled out. Yeah. You are, when you go to someone's house, it was kind of that environment. Okay. Um, do you think you ever felt pressure that the fact that your parents paid for your education to do better? Um, me personally, no, because my parents were quite relaxed anyway. And they were like, yeah, whatever you do, we're happy, kind of. Okay. But maybe a few other people may have struggled or felt the pressure of it because the parents have given so much towards it. But yeah. For me, it's always been fine. I'm out, and I have jokes with my parents about it and stuff. So. Yeah. So, so just in general, then, do you think that pressure is like healthy to a certain extent or do you think it can be more harmful than good? Uh, I'd say for my environment, for the majority of us, it was good. So I'd say 90% of the people at the school really succeeded in that environment. And without realising, they achieved a lot more than what they may have done it somewhere else. But I feel that environment still isn't for everyone. So not everyone's going to enjoy it. Not everyone likes that feeling of being pressure, feeling pressure. And but okay. Yeah, I think for the majority of us there we all enjoyed it and felt, yeah, this is good, looking back. Do you think it potentially took a toll on anyone's mental health, the pressure, though? Because you might, like you said, you don't realise the amount of pressure that you put on yourself, especially during exam season. So did that particularly affect anyone's mental health or did anyone struggle with that? Um, the majority of us were fine, but I imagine, like, any school, really, there'll be a, f a few who did struggle within that environment and mm -mm. found it quite hard, but... Like I said, it was quite relaxed for us. You know, you're with your mates, you're all doing it together. And yeah, it's quite, it's kind of quite a good team spirit almost in that environment. I enjoyed that. Okay. So you, do you think it probably prepared you for uni better? I do as well. I became a lot more confident, I'd say, within myself. And hopefully it's not arrogance, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's really good for your personality and the way you communicate. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about um, kind of this this so this mentioned arrogance. Do you think that private school children are imbued with a confidence that state school children don't get? Uh, so I feel for the private school I went to, we're we're not particularly all really rich or particularly different from the neighbouring state schools around us, so like the West Bridgeford crowd. So it was hard. It was hard for us to kind of like differentiate from the state schools but I see how the 
the private schools in London, maybe the really big ones, they may look down on people and look down on others, saying, "Oh, they're common or whatever." But for us, it was normal. We we consider a lot of us socialise with people from other schools, and we consider ourselves to be more normal, closer to the state schools around us than to the big private schools in London. Some people who you know can afford it, but they don't go. Why is that? I think there's many factors that lead to it. Some people don't think it'll be the right environment for them. Some people aren't as impressed on um, certain open days or they may just think it's a waste of money. They don't see the benefits of it. Yeah, I mean, what would you say to someone who said, um, I think if my child is going to succeed at school, they'll succeed at any school? Yeah, I think that's true. I think if you have self-determination, you'll achieve whatever school you go to. But at private school, it's more than just the academics I notice it's the way you communicate, the way you speak, the life skills that I'll give you and the way of life it teaches you almost. Okay, interesting. I mean, shall we kind of talk about how um, how private schools prepared you more for life um, in regards to the next topic, which is like sex education? So did you feel that sex education was uh, well thought out and thorough in private school? Well, not particularly more than I thought it might be at another school. Okay. But it started off year seven biology lessons, do reproduction organs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, then it developed to year 10, year 11. But um, like I said, when, when it's all boys, I don't know how they did it at your school if they split you up into boys and girls. They did in primary school when we did well our sex education in primary school was literally about puberty and they split mm-hmm. us up um, and that was in year six but in secondary school all we had was one in like year seven or year eight and that was with um, everyone in our class yeah okay yeah so we had reproduction in biology in year seven and then year 10 year 11 we had uh further fur- education to do with different types of contraception Okay. And stuff like that. And that was just boys for us. Oh, so, oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that, like, say, for example, let's, you're in the classroom and it's just boys. Does that mean, make the environment, like, safer for you to ask questions, do you think? Um, I think it depends, really, on who you're with and what kind of friendship groups you have. Like, there may be one or two friendship groups where... You don't feel comfortable, maybe. You may feel, oh, if I say this, I might get a joke taken out of me or yeah. something like that. But like I said, it, when you're just with your mates, you're more relaxed and you you feel more free to say what you want. And that's how I experienced it. Yeah. So when, you, when you're with your mates, you don't mind talking about that type of stuff. Or... But do you think it might have potentially caused problems, the fact that you didn't really discuss sex with um, girls? And so it was kind of still like it was talking about something without actually having the person there? Uh, maybe a little bit. I don't want to say, well, like I said, I've never had sex education with girls, so I wouldn't be able to know the difference. But, yeah, I suppose it is a little bit. It's a bit change, a little difference. Do you think that, know. yeah, do you think that because um, you didn't, like you say, for like the key years in year 11 to, uh, year 7 to year 11, where you are kind of going through puberty, um, for want of a better phrase, like exploring yourself and just, you know, having these, like you, you have your first crushes, etc. Do you think that that um, might have damaged the, the way you see girls just because I know that I potentially 
would have fallen into the trap if I would have gone to girls school of thinking like putting boys almost like on a pedestal mm. I, I know what you mean a bit but but I've always stayed quite in good relationships well friendly relationships with yeah. uh, <laughs> the girls at the girls school or girls from other schools so it's never really something I've been worried about or think oh do I look down on them a bit so okay interesting yeah so it seems that like sex education in private schools is that there's like a less of a pressure to impress because obviously you're just with your mates like you say mm-hmm. and um if you've got integration with other girls then you don't have that kind of um yeah. I was wondering if you're integrated with girls you may feel a bit awkward almost in what you might say or in a class or something like yeah that. exactly I mean like I know for a fact that I made like a few mistakes in my sex education class in year seven and year eight like I literally said um penis and vagina like I was really really like major mistakes but like I I don't think that it necessarily made it any worse that there was boys around I don't know I can't really remember all I can remember is I went bright red but yeah I think it's interesting I do think that personally I think I find it not problematic but a little I mean obviously when you're in um boys and girls schools you can't avoid it but I do find it a bit weird that say for example if we think back to my primary school how they separated us because like obviously puberty is different for boys and girls but by separate do you think by separating us at that young you're kind of almost creating this like stigma around each other's version of puberty uh maybe a little but male and female puberty is very different so you can see why they split it up a bit maybe yeah i suppose but then at the same time like when it comes to uh, discussing it like there's a major stigma i don't expect you to have ever experienced it but like um around say period pads like a lot of girls feel quite shameful around carrying period pads or overtly having them on them what do you think uh it's a hard one for me because i've never really like been in that situation really where it's so i've never been around uh, someone who's really awkward about it but yeah i don't know it's i think the kind of rule is you don't really talk to a girl about them type of stuff that's all that's is that what you've learned uh not really what i've learned but kind of i haven't been taught to do that by the school or whatever but it's kind of in the environment you are maybe that's something that you just kind of self-teach but do you not think that that might be problematic in the future if you say go and have a relationship with a girl and she wants to speak about it maybe a little problematic to start with i feel it's just one of those where you just need that first conversation and after that it'll become more normal become more of a normal thing to talk about okay so easily like um got rid of yeah okay i think i get that so what do you think about um the, the statement that private schools which are like single sex create more of a it perpetuates gender division uh, yeah, that's a hard one because I don't know how people at all girls school may feel about that, but for us, we did almost feel like separated from the girls' school in a way. It's like, oh, there's the girls' school kind of, and yeah, it's a hard one. But I feel when I went to co-education, as a school, we did really well to make sure there was no divide between the two and it became quite good at making sure we were, there's a lot of equality 
right? Yeah. I mean, I would argue that like school, like you said, school is therefore education of the literal syllabus, mm-hmm. but also education for wider society. And I don't think that private schools that are single sex reflect that. Yeah. So when our school moved to co-education, one of their big pros was that this, this single sex stuff, you don't have that in the real world. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I f- feel that it was a good change for us. And when we're at co-education, I enjoyed it just as much maybe. And it was a nice experience. Yeah. And I feel that's probably made you more realize yeah this is what happens in the real real world and how to communicate in a different way and stuff like that yeah exactly because i I think that when you are with um someone of the opposite um sex slash gender like you get to know them you get to know how to communicate with them because we learn to communicate from like a very young age from a child i just think when you separate them it can create like commune like uh, communication issues I don't know I, I, this is like a very extreme because it's going on the basis that you know a, a boy had never spoken to a girl in his life yeah. which is unlikely but yeah I just think it's interesting the effects it can have later on in life yeah well like I say our school we consider ourselves quite normal almost with quite a state format so even when we were old boys we'd all still be like talking to girls at the girls school and mm. we'd meet up with friends from outside of school there's no problem for us but i can understand if you go to a big boarding school where it's a single sex where you're there all day every day and you very rarely see someone from the opposite sex well that might be quite hard yeah i've got kind of just like a curveball question mm-hmm. it, at school was there a big queer community or was there a queer community at all a what community, sorry? A queer, an LGBT queer, yeah, community. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there was actually. There was a reasonable amount who would consider themselves LGBT. And I don't think they experienced any problems at the school because of it. There was often, we often had assemblies, year 10, year 11, about LGBTQ people. Did you? Wow. Yeah, we had quite a few actually. That's very impressive because, I mean, I come from a Catholic school, so it's kind of understandable why they wouldn't include that. But that mm. is quite, um, uh, I, I don't know, it shocks me almost. But that's that's good to hear. Um, yeah, we have, what, six or eight assemblies on it, I'd say. Okay, and so did that? do you think that that helped with any stigma that um, those people potentially felt? It did. It was quite normalised almost. Yeah. Thing. So people came normal with it and... At that time, quite a few people did come out as LGBTQ. Okay. And, yeah, it was treated completely normal move or, uh, yeah, I don't think they experienced any problems. It's interesting that you say that after the, like, assemblies, people came out. Like, not obviously, not all of them might have come out, etc. But, like, say, for example, at my school, yeah. there was a very small queer community. And, like, I've, yeah. I've been thinking about it recently. And just thinking about it because realistically a lot of people were covertly uh, not covertly but like um part of that community in secret do you think that that's that's a part of the way our school dealt with it it was it was normalized almost it was like yeah this is a normal part of society it's normal for people to be lgbtq there was no they weren't really looked down upon or anything like that that they may do in other schools okay interesting right well should we finally move on to whether private schools should be banned 
um, like slash stripped of their charity status. So what's your initial reaction? So my initial reaction is I can see why the private school, people don't want the private school to have a charity status. But whilst being at the school, I've realised, oh, yeah, that's probably why they've got it or that's why they need that status. So, for example, the the school I'm at, it's actually in quite a rough area almost. Yeah. So they do loads for the community. Uh, they do lots for the local primary schools. And there's a lot of bursaries on offer as well. Okay. So I see why they have the charity status. But arguably, private schools are a... Um, a profitable business do you not Mm -hmm. think yeah yeah, it's a business yeah so then why should it have a charity status i think it's mainly because it's dealing with children and the the definition of a charity is something like a a business that offers help to those in need let me have a look at definition of charity um so an organization set up to provide help and raise money for those in need yeah so i think as children, you go under as those in need, almost. Okay, but if we're talking about bursaries, universities offer bursaries, but they're not considered a charity. So then yeah. what's the difference? Well, as a, a university, you don't go until you're 18 years old. But, but like the school I'm at, they take kids from the age of four. So a lot of them, there's quite a few who come from inner city backgrounds and stuff and do need that support and that environment to learn successfully. So are you saying that the difference is because university is arguably optional? Yes, almost, but you've got to think about the age of people as well. People are going to university at 18, 19 and were considered adults. Okay, yeah. I just think that there's personally a lot of benefits for stripping their... If you don't know what um, charity status um, enables, by the way, just to like any of the listeners, it basically means that they don't have to pay tax. Well, I think they pay a less amount of tax, mm-hmm. um, which basically obviously means that not... You say that, um, you know, they invest back into the community, but they could also invest back into the community a lot more if they paid tax, do you not think? Uh, yeah, they could do. But like I said... For somewhere like my school, the reason they've got charity status because the other schools have got it almost. I feel if you're going to tackle the charity status, it needs to be towards the really big exclusive schools where they're really picky on what people they have there and, and the numbers of people. Okay. So say like, let's take Eton, for example. Yeah. Really prestigious private school. I don't know whether it's got a charity status, but let's just say it does. I think that the amount of money, so it's about 40k to enrol in Eton every single year. I think the amount of money and tax that uh, that establishment would provide for the government is like so much more than um, any spare money they get from bursaries because realistically it's such a well-endowed um, establishment that they would be able to fund it fund these like bursaries and scholarships etc mm. do you not think i do but they rely on a lot of donations as well as much but but they can can't, surely they can take donations without being a charity yeah i think i think there's some rule though like if they're taking an X amount of donations or X amount of money, considering the size of their business, they have to be classed as a charity if they're reimbursing it into others' futures and stuff like that. 
Okay, but then universities get a lot of um, alumni donations, don't they? Yeah. But they're still not considered a charity. Yeah, I think it's a hard one. and It's hard to think about it in terms of the school because if I if I owned the private school, I'd want the charity status because obviously it can make you more money. But, but is that ethical in the grand scheme of things? Because it's sh- surely, surely at the end of the day, education shouldn't be something that's profited off, especially when we're talking about primary school and secondary school, which is um, like people legally have to be in that from the ages of like four to 16. That surely shouldn't be a profitable business. Um, I think you could argue for the same as healthcare. People choose to go for private healthcare and you think, oh, that's not particularly ethically right, paying for someone to get better almost mm. when you have the nhs but but I they're not like, listed as a charity no but i feel you, to have that option for privatization you need it within society and it might not be particularly ethical or particularly great for some people but i always feel that private option will be there and you're going to need it Okay, yeah. So I think it's very valid. I think I completely agree. At the end of the day, there will always be um, people who want to pay for education, who want to pay for things to a high, so-called to higher standard, right? Mm. So that's fine. I just don't think it's ethically permissible to then say, okay, but we're also a charity, which means that we pay even less tax and we make even more profit. Yeah, like, like I said, though, I feel the reason they do it is for the bursaries and stuff like that and that they, they a lot of them argue that they're going to change someone's life almost take them from an underprived environment and build their character up give them the good grades and by the time they leave the school they'll be in a much better position than what they would have been if they didn't go to that school that's that's very true and i, I like that kind of sense of um giving back to the community i, I completely agree with that and um, the Charity Act defines a charity as an institution that's established for a charitable purpose and provides benefit to the public. Um, and whilst like, the advancement of education means private schools do fall into this category, like you say, mm-hmm. um, you know, rather than providing like, that benefit to the public, modern private schools potentially arguably to, like, harm it benefits the public because it basically gives a tiny minority of already advantaged offspring yeah. a further leg up at the expense of like disadvantaged children what would you say to that i i think it's different you gotta remember a lot of private schools have exams to get into it so for example where i went to if you performed very well on the exam but you didn't have the money to go to the school they'd offer you a bursary say on the basis that you're rather intelligent but what percentage of children who are in your year, for example, are on bursaries or scholarships? About 10. 10? Out of how many? 100. 100 OK, 10%. But that's still not a lot. Because then you've still got that 90% of people who, yes, admittedly are intelligent enough to get into private school, but they have been given that extra leg up and they've been given that um, money, which, again, kind of harms the majority for the at the expe- like at the expense of the majority um boosts the minority yeah i understand what you mean okay well i think we're going to wrap up here thank you so much for coming on um no i think private schools are interesting i think they will always exist um i just think that it's dubious as to whether they will have their charity status for much longer 
But thank you for having an interesting discussion with me, Henry. And no um, I wish you all the best, and I'll speak to you later. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye.